you know, sometimes you get to witness legends when they become legends. And that's what we've done this past weekend. Our Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Just trying to get comfortable in this chair and comfortable with uh, with signing day. <laughs> that's not always easy, uh, the whole getting comfortable with signing day thing. That can be a, that can be a real stretch. I uh, want to thank everybody for making us your first listen. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'll tell you about LinkedIn in just a bit. Um, Jimmy, you know, there are a lot of ways we could start this podcast. There really are. We could go into recruiting. Proctor was here. We could talk about basketball with Gonzaga. We could talk about recruiting with Rusaw and Smith and the Carver kids and Damari Brown. But man, I I feel like we got to give our the kudos and the and the accolades and the and the bow downs to not just Young and Will Anderson, but every draft eligible kid that we assume will be declaring for the NFL draft. Alabama's got no opt-outs for the shuttle. Mia culpa, I was wrong. I was wrong as, you know, you're right as rain, so I was wrong as humidity. I don't, I don't know how, how that goes. But um, it, uh, I, was, I was 100% sure that Bryce Young and Will Anderson, Jordan Battle, Brian Branch, probably Byron Young, guys like that would sit this out. I mean, a hundred percent sure. It, it it didn't even dawn on me that they'd play. It, now Byron Young, maybe you know, maybe Jordan Battle because he's he slipped out of the first round by most mocks, maybe. But you know, I thought the guys that that had been first round projections are Jameer Gibbs, Branch, obviously Young and Will Anderson, who a lot of mocks have been going one and two. Um, they've decided they're going to play. And and look, here's the thing: it's I want people to understand how incredible this is and how uh, committed to the university they are and, and committed to their teammates they are. This isn't normal, people. This is not normal. This is crazy love for your university and for college ball in general. And this is not going to be the norm. I know in the past it was the norm. Like in the past it wasn't even heard of. But we've gone past that now. I mean, we've come to an age where – Business-wise, it makes practically zero sense to do this. So when you're already already the number one pick and you're going to play in a game that, frankly, has no bearing on much of anything um, in, in the grand scheme, and you decide to play, I mean, you have just elevated yourself into a new stratosphere of legendariness that it, we can't even compute. It is um, – it's just amazing. Uh, it, he is the Pied Piper for this, too, because if he sits out, I'm sure a lot of these other dudes sit out. But see, if Bryce plays and then you don't play, whoever you are, I'm not going to even name a name because I don't want anybody to – I don't want him to put that into the universe. But if Bryce plays and then some other dude doesn't play that, that could play because they want to opt out, not only is Bryce still a legend, you get dropped down a peg. Wherever you were on the totem pole, you get dropped down. So he's the Pied Piper for this thing. And I'm going to say it again, 
in for the gazam bryce young to me is the best player that's ever played at the university of alabama at least in my lifetime uh, you know some people can say Leroy jordan or john hannah or something like that or you know whatever i'm going bryce young all day every day yeah this just adds to the legend that is uh bryce and will and uh let, let's not uh, uh give will a short shrift here uh he's projected to be quite possibly the first defensive player taken in the draft uh risking a lot for Alabama, risking a lot for his teammates. Uh, Bryce, uh, obviously the same. I, I think it sets a precedent even beyond Alabama. How can other kids opt out when the presumed first pick does not? Uh, I, I, I think that's an incredible message. I wonder the cynical side of me, and I'm not, not cynical as it relates to Bryce and Will, I think we, I think we know those kids well. But I can't help but wonder, Luke, I would love to see some overall numbers if fewer players across the nation opted out this season as opposed to previous seasons. And if it's true across the nation, I think I would point to NIL as the reason why the players are actually paid now. Uh, Almost all of them are making some level of money. Maybe some of them feel obligated. Maybe some of them are contractually obligated to play in the game. Uh, I think we shouldn't overlook that aspect. It's at NIL is the dominating story on signing day. Uh, it's still the dominating story, the transfer portal. It should be, of course, the dominating story as it relates to roster and roster retention. So uh, maybe NIL had some to do with it, uh, particularly, like I said, if there's proof that numbers are down nationally, if numbers are not down nationally, then, uh, then more credit is due to Bryson Will than we even realized. Uh, but wow, uh, changes the outlook of the Sugar Bowl proves the Alabama culture is alive and well. And, uh, hey, this is going to be my theme. I'm going to drive you guys crazy with this. But uh, I love uh, I love coming up with, uh, with something a, a little bit of a different slant. But let's win this game, and then let's go buy some T-shirts that say Alabama Big 12 champions. I like it. Dang it, I yeah. muted, I, I muted, and I uh, I just switched it back. I did everything. I didn't know you were going to end on such a killer it just. Was such, it was such a good, it was such a good line. It, it, it was a drop, it was a drop the mic moment. Although if I drop this mic, the whole laptop's crashing on the ground. So better not. Well, not only that, uh, there's nothing worse than when you, and I've done this before, uh, for, with not even a mute button involved. When you tell a joke, you think it's good, and like, you have nothing. You, yeah, welcome to my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the frustrating part. I'll tweet some yeah. jokes and laugh at myself for five minutes and just stare, waiting for the likes that never come. And I'm like, is this thing on? I mean, and, and what's funny is like in your head, it's so awesome. You're like, I can't wait to spit this out. I'm spitting fire right now. And some then you realize, friends, oh, no. some of the things that, yeah, some of the things that I absolutely thought were my best jokes on Twitter that I think this is going to slay. <laughs> it gets nothing. And then other things I do just off the top of my head that I can't even believe that I wrote because that isn't much. And then it gets a bunch of likes and uh, you never, you never know. <laughs> Obviously be a terrible comedian for a hundred reasons. But number one being, I have no idea what other people think is funny. <laughs> I mean, um, I did, I did, um, hear something the other day from a comedian and I love this and I kind of wanted to steal it and use it in another scenario, but I'm not gonna, because I don't believe in plagiarism much, 
Um, but a comedian said, that, uh, you know, pets are just wild animals with Stockholm syndrome. That's a, that's a, that's a brilliant observation. That is a brilliant observation. Dealing that. Because he said, you know, because you have to beg them to come back inside usually. And then pretty soon, like they can't live without you. And you're like, you know, every instinct in them is, <laughs> and you have conditioned them not to do this. But anyway, okay. Jim, I need to tell everybody about LinkedIn. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why LinkedIn Jobs, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We use them here at Robinson Iron. We've used them over at Satterfield, used them everywhere. LinkedIn Jobs is a great, great place to try and find you some new prospective employees. Shoot, we need a LinkedIn job for the transfer portal. Frankly, how much help would that be? Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college, all one word. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Jimmy, let's talk. Um, let's go ahead and knock out the basketball stuff and then do recruiting second. Um, basketball team played in Birmingham again, uh, lost again. I mean, I, I went to the Texas game. We lost. I think we played Oregon there. We lost. We played um, uh, we, we played the – who else? David last year lost. We'll remember when JQ missed one yeah. of the free throws. Again. Um, and we played Gonzaga when we're about as hot as we can be. And we lose. But number one, it, it's I'm frankly, I'm okay with it. I'm I, yeah, you want to win every game. It's been funny listening to um I've had a lot of Auburn fans uh, have been saying, you know, this Alabama team's peaking too early. That's why they're not gonna be good later. I'm thinking, you know, should we losing? I mean, would that help us if we were didn't losing? Auburn do that? Didn't Auburn yeah. do that last year? I mean you know, the whole the whole idea of peaking too – first of all, I don't think Alabama's peaking too early at all. Um, I think they're just pretty good. It's, what's, there's a difference between peaking too early and being good, and I think Alabama's good. Number two, um, we were bound to lose a game in this – these are like what, – what did Hercules have? Ten tasks that he had – you know, he had to get a golden fleece he had to get a you know a dragon's head. He had to slay Medusa. He had to do a bunch of stuff. He had to, um, you know, clean the kitchen to a pee wife. I mean, he had to do a lot of things that, that that's are practically a, impossible. That's one of the adventure movies I never saw. <laughs> but um, so you know, we were back. We said going into this five games of Gonzaga, Jackson State, Houston, Memphis, and at Mississippi State, if we go three and two is what we said to start with we'd be happy then i got greedy and i said i don't know why we can't go five and oh at this point well we're, we're at uh we're at what two and one and we got jackson who's awful coming in tomorrow they're awful we're going to beat them but they're coached by mo williams so kudos to mo, mo williams who is also an alabama leg uh legend and then we go to mississippi state the following wednesday that's going to be a tough game. I watched Mississippi State play against Nichols the other night just to get ready for them. They're fine. 
They're, they're, they're a tough out. I mean, it's going to be tough to win at Mississippi State, but they're not great. They didn't have great crowd support. They're, they might have a good crowd for us, but they're, they're fine. They're, they're not unbeatable by any stretch. So I feel good about that. Um, but Brandon Miller, man, Brandon Miller is just a problem. We, we've been saying this over and over. I, I feel like it's not even podcast worthy to bring that up anymore about how good he is. But he's amazing. He is I mean, he almost put us on his back and and brought us back. Now, we got to either within one or we got it tied or something like that very late in the game. And then give Gonzaga a lot of credit. They went on a run. And you know why? Because they've got Drew Timmy, who I think spent six years in Greece playing basketball, then took a leave of absence for 10 years and became an accountant, and then played 10 more years in Greece and came back and played college basketball. He's 47 years old. And he's kicking butt. He's also allowed to travel a little bit more than most other uh, basketball players, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he does have great footwork, and he, he is just a fantastic college player. And, frankly, I'm happy he's here because I think that's what college basketball is all about. Um, but so now we have played three teams in Houston. You know, Marcus Sasser, they got some other dudes that have been involved in Final Four and, and experienced. We played Memphis who we know they had nine to five jobs <clears throat> the next morning. They're super experienced. And then we played this squad with Drew Timmy, who is the, probably the most experienced. I bet he's played more games than anybody playing college basketball right now. I mean, is that you? It, that's got to be right, right? I think along with Barkley and Jordan, he's one of my favorite members of the Dream Team. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's got to have played more college basketball, reg- I mean, not regular season, any games – than anybody playing currently, right? Has to. I can't imagine that that's not true. There could be somewhere somebody with some COVID year red shirt. Yeah. Medical red shirt on top of it. There could be something out there. But, no, Drew Timmy would be the biggest star in college basketball that's played the most games. Very unusual. You know, I compare him to, and don't get carried away with this, Tim Duncan in the sense that Timmy seems like the first one since Duncan that's played a complete college career that's been like, why aren't you in the NBA? I mean, when you look back and, and realize that Tim Duncan played four years at Wake Forest, could have left any one of those years to go be a first-round pick. That's sort of what I feel like w- with Drew Timmy. And I thought – I know we lost the game, but I thought it was really cool to see us playing against him and Gonzaga, who I thought played unbelievable. And it's probably the least upset I've ever been about an Alabama loss in football or basketball ever because – I felt like, Luke, I know we can do more on defense. I know we can play harder. I know that maybe hard hat-wise, that wasn't our best performance hard hat-wise. But I didn't feel we played poorly at all. I thought we actually played well. If you'd have told me before the game we were going to score 90, I would have guaranteed you we were going to win the game. Uh, I just think it was one of those days for Gonzaga where one of the very best teams in the country played their A game. And uh, we just didn't have enough that particular day, that particular game. I think if we played them 10 times, it, there would be a different outcome some of the time, uh, not all the time. I think we'd be lucky to go five and five if we played them. But we're talking about a team, Luke, that is extremely capable of not getting to the final four, but getting to the final four and winning. Uh, this is a national championship caliber team that played its A game. I, I, I was just like, Thrilled to watch it, and the Drew Timmy versus Brandon Miller matchup 
is something that we're going to be talking about uh, all season long. That's a regular season matchup that will live all the way to March. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Miller scores a career-high 30 points. Um, I said at the beginning of the season he's going to have four or five games of 30 points this year. And, I mean, there's one. Um, Gonzaga shot 57 freaking percent. Now, yeah, you can say blame that on our defense or whatever, but uh, I'm sorry as I'm getting a phone call. But just talk about 57%. (laughs) Hey, what I want to talk about is Brandon Miller, actually, because I'm not done. I'm not done with him, and I know that there's – there's so little we can say about Brandon that hasn't been said already. But, you know, some of our other really high draft picks, I'll compare him to Antonio McDice. McDice was the number two pick in the draft, I think, number two or number three, but I think number two. You know, McDice in his time at Alabama was like all potential. It was like this guy one day is going to be unreal. And then at the very end of, I think, his sophomore year, at the very end of it, he went from potential to player overnight, almost in the postseason of his second season. And we saw, wow, we knew this was coming. We knew this day would arrive. It did arrive. Boom, overnight, he might have been one of the top two or three players in all of college basketball and then was the number two pick in the draft. But we only saw that level of production for maybe six or eight games or less uh, in, in his career because up until that point, it had just been gross athletic potential. Brandon Miller showed up the best player in this league. I talked about in the preseason. I said, that's the challenge. Brandon, don't show us that you're potentially one day going to be the best. Are you the best player in this league right now, this season? And he is, Luke. uh, He he is the most complete, polished star that's ever shown up here. The only one that I can remember that compares is, is Colin Sexton, who I think showed up a great player in a lottery pick and he was our best player and maybe one of the best players in the sec day one uh brandon miller's all that and six nine and he can play all five positions in college i don't know what positions he can play in the nba probably the one two or the three but in, in college basketball he can play one through five uh and, and do it all well and play defense I, I just think it's unbelievable what uh brandon miller's showing us Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Bet Online. Love me some Bet Online. You love Bet Online. We all love Bet Online. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. You want to go there today to get that bet in. If you want to bet on college basketball and there's college basketball galore on right now, go to BetOnline.net. You want to bet on the NFL? The NFL has been bonkers. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on yes on this weekend's NFL. A 33-point comeback. I mean, you know, here's the thing. If you had taken the Vikings on the money line at at halftime, you're like, Oh my God, I got to tell my family that the Christmas is canceled. Next thing you know, you win the money line. It's unbelievable. The the Raiders and the Patriots yesterday bananas. Tom Brady gives up a 17 point lead. Never happened before. Just unbelievable stuff in the NFL yesterday. Crazy, crazy, a lot of fun. And it's a lot of more fun when you bet on it. So go to betonline.com and get your bet in. This cold season going on right now. I would not recommend betting on teams like Florida right now. They don't look like they much want to be wherever they are. But you can do it if you want to at betonline.net. You can bet on uh, hockey. You could have bet on the World Cup. That was amazing yesterday. Betonline.net has everything you want. You want to go bet on it. It's easy to pay in. It's even easier to get paid at betonline.net because that's where the game starts. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, I, we're not going to talk about – we might talk about Bama and the NFL later and talk about this, but the whole Raiders-Patriots thing, you know, 
I, 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 my, some of my friends get on to me because I'm just not a soccer guy. Like I can't really get into it, but I got to, I'll give credit where credit is due. Watching the world cup yesterday was exciting and intriguing and fun. And, um, but the thing is like most of the games leading up to that aren't that way, especially when they end in a tie, you know, and you're like, why are you doing this? I don't even understand why the NFL ends in a tie ever. Like, I don't think they should do it. We should um, start but, saying nil in the NFL, though. Like, yeah. wow, did you see Do you see the Giants beat the uh, Commanders uh, 14 to nil? 14 to nil. Oh. Uh, but it was cool to see Messi and all that. And then so my friends were, like, jumping on me, like, yeah, this is why soccer's when I go, I admit it. It was funny. I said, but let's just see how the NFL does today. The next thing you know, the Patriots, for some reason, are trying to do like one of those Buffalo Bill throwback things, and they throw it right to Chandler Jones, who used to play for the Patriots, who has tried, who is a Mac Jones attempts to make a tackle on in maybe the worst effort of an tackle ever. It was like, I'm obligated by crack to try and tackle this man, but I'm not going to tackle this man. And, um, and then we're, we're just it for a touchdown. I mean, it's one of the – I don't know that we've ever seen a play like that in NFL history. And I'll top it off with a 33-point comeback, and the quarterback for the team that lost is the same quarterback that lost the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history in Matt Ryan. That's bonkers. But anyway, let's talk a little recruiting. Um, Caden Proctor was at the University of Alabama this past weekend. Um, he was uh, hanging out with Tyler Booker and some other dudes and uh, looked like he was having fun. Crystal balls are rolling in for him. You got to feel good. Uh, Raymond Paludio has decommitted Alabama. I Look, I'm not, I'm not going to – hey, I, I don't think it's a loss, but I wish him well. Um, I, I thought it was sort of a mystery pickup to begin with, um, but I just think that this is one of those mutual parting of the ways that everybody's kind of cool with. Another friend of ours on a text chain brought up, hey, look, even if we get Proctor, don't we need some more offensive linemen? And let's assume we get Proctor. I'm going to answer that with a definitive yes. Maybe we go into the transfer portal. That's probably something to explore in a later podcast because my bet is the transfer portal gets a little larger once all these bowl games are done. And then, um, you know, some offensive linemen are probably playing in their bowl game. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play in this and I'm going to transfer. That's that's fine. So let's see what happened there. But the story of the weekend definitely is Caden Proctor. Yeah, uh, the Proctor, uh, you know, no hard news uh, just yet. But uh, to me, you know, it's not just that at Bama Insider, we, we, we've got a lot of good uh, uh, lines in, in the water as it relates to Proctor. I think we've really been on top of that from, from the beginning. I think our subscribers knew uh, sort of all along that we were really in this and that this could happen. Uh, and now it, it appears to be happening. Uh, I know that we're confident at Bama Insider that uh, that Proctor could sign with, with Alabama on signing day. Nothing is a lot. Nothing is certain. He's getting a lot of home state pressure, of course. Iowa's his childhood favorite team. It's the local team. Everyone he knows is an Iowa fan. Uh, he's committed to them. Uh, it, it's going to be a difficult thing for him. But uh, it appears that we believe that Proctor want, wants to go to Alabama and his, his parents are fine with that. So uh, Iowa mods, Iowa moderators, uh, Iowa people have been crystal balling into Alabama. So I think they, they see the writing on the wall. Uh, wow, what, what an unbelievable pickup. He could be the type of freshman, even as an offensive lineman, that steps in and starts right away, uh, which would be great. 
Uh, I, I'm personally, I, I don't want to put that on him. I don't want to, I'm not going to spend all spring and summer on, hey, Proctor's going to be the right tackle or Proctor's going to be the right guard uh, because it's so unfair to project that uh, for a freshman, especially at that position. But could he? Oh, he could. Oh, he definitely could. He is in that Cam Robinson, Jonah Williams, Andre Smith, all of those guys did. I think Proctor is is every bit as talented as those guys. Uh, so, yeah, he could be an immediate starter. I'm, I totally agree with Luke that once signing day is passed, I think that's when Alabama will focus a little bit more on the portal and not so much look at the portal for depth, but look to the portal for starters. Uh, where does Alabama need uh, a starter? Um, you know, uh, maybe offensive line, maybe tight end, maybe safety uh, is, is another place that Alabama might look in the portal. But I think that's beyond signing day. I think up and through Wednesday and even Thursday, when a couple of players are going to be committing and sign Thursday, like Desmond Ricks, I think our focus, Luke, and by ours, I mean locked on Bama, uh, Bama Insider. Uh, I, I think the focus uh, uh, here for us and for the University of Alabama is on signing day. Once you get past signing day, I think then it's time to, okay, where, where do we have holes to fill, especially insofar as the starting lineup? Yeah, we're going to talk some more Clay Rousaw and, and James Smith and Damari Brown, who uh, ESPN projects to go to Miami at this point. I think most of us think he'll end up in Alabama, but we'll see. I mean, they, they admit it's close, um, but Miami's had a lot of uh, nice recruiting wins, so who knows. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this pod, everybody. We will be on top of all recruiting news as it comes. Jimmy and I are going to cut another podcast this afternoon. They'll be out first thing uh, tomorrow. But, um, yeah, we're going to be all over this recruiting stuff. Can't wait. This is our favorite time of year. We get sad when it's uh, signing day passes. I can tell you that's just how Jimmy and I operate. But uh, until then, sad. roll tide, everybody. We operate sad. sad. Roll tide. Roll tide.